You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Screener Squad. Today, I have Bradley, Doggett, Ben, and myself, Chad. Everyone else, say hi. Hello. This review is sponsored by Coke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it really, it took me a long time until like really the end where the label was really pronounced. I'm like, oh, wow, they really did pay for animated Coke. But anyways, getting ahead of ourselves. Animated Coke is a completely different type of anime. Today's film is an anime called Goodbye, Don Gleese. Sorry. Goodbye, Don Gleese. Because it has an exclamation at the end of it. Coming of age story, three young kids. It's uh, oh, for what? two of them. Well, oh, bro, come on! Now I got yeah. a battle with: Do I want to keep that in or not? Because it was really funny. Look, the movie telegraphs it so hard that a preschooler who's never seen a coming of age movie could read it. True. Yeah, All right. Yeah, fine. Yeah, a yeah. kid um, dies. Uh, Roma Roma be- narrates. <laughs> His narration at the beginning is pretty much, hey, everyone, I had a friend that died. And then the movie starts. So, yeah, not a spoiler. When a movie starts off like this, it's either going to be this or stand by me. Listen, I was going to I was going to lean into it a little bit softer than other than a kid died because he had <laughs> I mean, he didn't come to. But which age. one dies? Yeah. There. Ooh. <laughs> And perhaps they it's actually all, all of them. Live. The narrations from after the grave are sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's at least introduce the three young boys. One of them's gonna die apparently, but we have Roma, Tatoa, and Drop. And basically, they're gonna set off these fireworks uh, at their basically it's like a little club that uh, Roma and Tatoa had had since they were kids called Don Glease. Uh, they're gonna every year. When the big fireworks in town happens, they get their own fireworks because they were always uh, never popular enough to get invited to the actual fireworks celebration. So they set off their own and they have fun. And- oh, they're more bullied than that. They're literally told, you better not show the fuck up or we'll beat the shit out of you. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that hits a little close to home. I used to hear that, too. I didn't want to. again. Again, I want. I, actually, I don't think I ever. You get it, Chad. Parents can be mean. <laughs> Brad, Brad doesn't understand this. He didn't have bullies as a kid. That's right, because he was the bully. <laughs> well, I also had a really popular older brother, so everyone oh, fake or genuine. Helps. Yeah, they, they want to be your friend. See, mm-hmm. I was the oldest and uh, was never popular, so yeah. I never gave that lineage to my brother. So Middle child, guys. so I didn't matter. <laughs> yep, same. Middle child, and my younger brother was a popular shithead, so all the people that hated him, like me. It's great. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it swings both what ways, What a I twist. <laughs> ah. So... Roma buys a bunch of fireworks. Totoa just came back from Tokyo because he's doing high school in the big city while Roma had to stay in the small town. 
drop is like this new friend that's been hanging around Roma kind of instigates him or uh, kind of antagonizes him to buy this drone so they can fly and, you know, see what other people are doing and whatever. And as a drone guy, I had a hard time with the beginning because I, I know he said he couldn't use his phone with the drone, but he flies it without a phone. Like, are you stupid? Yeah. I'm not even a drone guy. And I'm just like, you literally could not see where your drone is going unless you had your phone there as the screen. Yeah. So of, of that, course he loses it because he can't, whatever. Guys, it's, it's Japan. Typical- you believe in the heart of the drone. <laughs> I thought it was going to become sentient. And he said he couldn't fly. And they would just Fight be friends with it. Yeah. That'd be cool. So they lose this drone. Fine. Whatever. It's a bunch of money that Roma lost. This forest fire happens uh, on the other side of town. And all these mean kids that are just, you know, didn't invite the kids in general to the fireworks. They're blaming the unpopular kids. They freak out and they're like, hey, we got to find that drone because it probably has footage on it that can exonerate us. So now we're going to do this road trip between two friends and their random new friend. And we're going to learn about each other and, you know, maybe learn about ourselves in the process. And that's basically it. I mean, it's got you know, more. When we're talking about coming of age stories, I did not expect this to turn into October Sky at a point. Well, there's two endings in this movie, and there the one the one ending was like, "This is so sweet. This is so nurturing. I love all these characters." Fuck, there's 30 minutes left. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That first ending comes pretty hard at the end of the second act, and then and then like you're right, Doug. It, it's like, oh wow, there's a whole third of a movie left. <laughs> I believe it's only 97 minutes long. Well, and, and that's the thing, too. I was going to say it, it it's 90 minutes. It's quick, but it felt closer to two hours just watching it. Like, I was it's interested. A slow. Well, they had a lot of meandering shots, just like somebody just sitting in a corner, like uh, drinking a soda sponsored by Coke. And it's just like, wow, they lingered on this shot for a very long time. It doesn't it does not look cheap either. Yeah, it's uh, produced by Mad, so any anime fans out there know that's huge quality backgrounds and movement and frames per second. Now, did you did you all notice there were three, at least three, let's stop and have a montage to a Japanese pop song okay. moments in this movie? No, yes. And one English song. <laughs> and one English song, yes. I could not stand the soundtrack. I loved everything else about this movie. Especially at one point, there's like this song in the background that's literally describing what's going on, like in real time almost. It's like they gave him the scene, the artist, the scene. It's like, and they're gonna find each other walking through the woods. And it's just. Oh, you got to be more poppy. And they're going to find each other walking where they're walking. Oh, they're walking through the woods. And then they're a random two Japanese words before the rest of it's in English again for no reason. <laughs> well, you know, you, you watch movies like Claws and just they just insert this random song that really has nothing to do with anything. And then you move on. Well, that's the thing. Like that, the soundtrack sucked. The, the the composed music for it was good. Like when you're supposed to feel sad and happy and all the different emotions like that's yeah, the good. score but in yeah. these interstitials, these montages in between. It's just it's so cheesy. It's so lame. They it's, paid for that music or somebody paid for that music to get put in there. 
Uh, One of the songs is actually considered the film's main theme, which I love when anime movies have a main theme because I'm just like somebody actually paid to get a main theme because they thought this will be, you know, a bigger hit. If there's a main theme song, they'll sell, you know, soundtracks. I mean, maybe we're dumb Americans, right? Like maybe it's super hot or hot in Japan and in other territories. But I don't know. Like in Korea, Imagine Dragons is pretty big, isn't it? I mean, at least that's what I thought from watching Sweet Home. Yeah, they're waking up in Korea. Radioactive. <laughs> no. Just, mm. the, the biggest thing with this movie is, I, I agree, it's very beautiful. Like, I came into this without knowing anything about it. Like, I peek at the trailers usually, but I try not to watch the trailers all the way through for anything I sign up for anymore. And I was like, yeah, this looks pretty. I don't know anything about it. But it's also just like, yeah, you're kind of not doing much with these interstitials. And I feel like the characters just... I mean, maybe it's different in Japan where they don't have coming of age stories like this, but it felt so much obvious because we all grew up on American coming of age stories, which this takes a lot after. No, they don't, they don't like, get Totoa that excuse. Like Every anime is a coming of age story. That's what I was saying. Like, But this type feels very Americanized. Like Totoa is like, yeah, I'm going to go to the big city for my little farming town, but I really don't want to do this. And then also my friend is so stuck in his own ways. It's like, okay, cool, but – like these feel like so overly tropey. Your characters have no real depth to them. Like we get nothing. I feel like that makes these characters at all really that interesting until we get that little bit about Roma with like finding a love for, for photography, which we also don't fully understand because it's like, he's also supposed to be not be hung up on this girl. He's supposed to be looking for something else, but then he kind of is. Well, well he's you know, obviously was, lying, you know, yeah. he doesn't want to admit it. He totally loves that girl completely. That's why they tried to call her. But I mean, like, there's that point that's supposed to be like a big point that I thought was good for the character when he's like, when they're like, so is she your treasure? He said, no, I think it's got to be something else that I'm missing in my life. It's something. And it's like, that was, I thought, supposed to be like the big character moment. But then they bring it all the way back to her, which I'm like, cool, but you did something more interesting with the character when you made it more than, well, he has that love that he doesn't want to have to have missed out on that, like, still doesn't even seem to connect well in the ending, in my opinion. Not to spoil the ending. Not to spoil the ending, though, but that doesn't really come to fruition. Like they allude to her, his crush. That's what I'm saying, but they never. It's it's le- everything's left open ended, which I appreciated She's about the ending. Back in in a very heavy handed way that implies they were trying to make that more important well, than him finding his own meaning well, in life, which well, I think well, that I was think the more important I, thing I than wanna, finding your own treasure. I don't want to spoil anything, but I I, I kind of just felt like the the film they they said it like five times, so I feel like this is what they were saying, which is. It doesn't really matter what you're doing as long as somebody's witnessing that you're doing it. Like by that, like a close friend. Yeah, like, when you who- reach out and do anything with the intention of love and passion and kindness, it affects lives. Yeah, what Bradley Even said. Someone that you've never met before can be affected by that. Yeah, and okay, so I guess what carried me for most of this movie, like I agree with you guys, there were some parts of like, okay, this is, I'm glad you spent the money on this and I'm glad... Coke paid for this five minutes sequence of them sitting. But can I just jump in real quick and say Nikon also paid for a lot oh, of yeah. this? Hard. Yeah, but this movie showed kids <laughs> traveling to the woods and only drinking soda, Bradley. I did not see them drinking water once. That's true. I thought of that too, no, and yeah. I forgot to bring it up. Probably it's such sick. a good point. <laughs> As you were saying, Doug. I was just saying, I think what carried uh, a lot of this for me was. I I, kinda, I I did like the characters. I thought they were funny together. I thought a lot of their their childish banter was uh, like. So I'm used to like some really shitty anime doesn't really know how to write regular people. So these boring ass teenagers 
seemed more realistic to me and actually carried me through throughout most of the movie. There's plenty of times where this does not feel like a 90 minute movie and maybe some things could get cut here and there, but you know, okay. I did not know this was an anime actually walking in. I, I, I Bradley asked me to sign up for this review and I just saw goodbye Don Glees and thought, okay, I, I'm assuming there's some kind of book title or something. I, I wonder what I'm getting into. Behold, it's an anime and you know, it's a slice of life. I went in that blind with just the title. I would have thought this would be the anime version of Welcome Home, Cotter. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is just like this is just the definition of a slice of life. And unlike most shows, it's it's just 30, 90 minutes, so it's not too bad for me. Ben, I'll admit that yes, it's tropey, and that could make the characters seem a little bit one dimensional. But I always have to give a film credit when they take a trope and actually do it right, because there's so many bad examples of taking this trope and you know, butchering it to hell. So uh, on one end, I agree with you that, yeah, you know, as Americans, we've probably seen this story over and over again. But on the other hand, go fuck yourself. I cried at the end. (laughs) So yeah, fuck you, Ben. But that's just because you like the Icelandic tourism board. That was a nice, that was was a great sequence. What'd you guys think about that? How every one of these friends dropped like ancient Norse mythology speak. Like my, Second son was watching this to me like, why do they keep calling things the world? What What is going on there? That's clearly just a lake. I'm like, no, no, no. He's referring to Yedrasil, the world tree, which connects all of us through the seven realms, including Midgard, which is Earth. And then, you know, they want to go to Iceland, which is actually green and see the waterfalls because that's where you go to see the beauty and be inspired to die in battle and go to Valhalla. And he's like, nobody's saying any of that, Dad. (laughs) Yeah, but... But if you know, like, even basic Norse mythology, you kind of pick up on it, I guess. So that's why you like the the love and thunder the most out of everybody. Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, he mentions Yadrasil, the world tree, at least once while he's naming He does when his dad's asking him to name spinach. Yeah. Which, my favorite thing about this movie, which is going to be a bit of a joke, but it's also kind of true, is like, there's a whole thing about a phone booth that's supposed to be in the middle of nowhere in Iceland. I'm just like... Look, as an American, that's really unbelievable that you have infrastructure that works anywhere, <laughs> nonetheless, in the middle of nowhere. So um, I can't believe this movie is pure fantasy. You haven't seen Doctor Who? <laughs> that's what I was waiting for, was that blue box. Hey, even that box does not work that well. Have you watched that show? But No, no, <laughs> Bradley. True. You know what, Bradley? You rail on shows all the time for having shitty animation. No, I want you to go at least on a two-minute tirade on how beautiful this animation is. Don't just drop a studio's name. Well, it's it's produced by Mad, and that's quality. That's been quality since I was like 20 years old, and I believe they produced Ninja Scroll uh, with Jubilee. Oh, really? That's the same company? I believe so, yes. Uh, anyone in the chat who has my Twitter, call me a freaking liar and a fraud if it isn't. I'd appreciate <laughs> the feedback. But it's gorgeous animation. The hills are alive. The water moves. Even the people, which sometimes they'll cut corners on in crowds, which is when you should for like repeated crowds. They all look so alive. The cities are just as gorgeous as nature. And that's a huge, you know, thing for me when I watch animation, because, you know, infrastructure is can be just as gorgeous as God's creation. Uh, I thought the three friends were all kind of stereotypes. Like the tall blonde one named Toto, he was bringing like huge Cameron from 
Ferris Bueller's Day Off energy, and that was kind of grating a bit at the time, especially when there's no arc to it. Just, yeah, I'm a spaz. That's how I am. The end. You know, so can't say I relate to this high school experience, but I did really enjoy it. And I still have friends I keep in contact with from high school, at least two of them. Brian, Megan, how you doing if you're listening? And if you have the time, watch Goodbye Don Gleese. I give it a pretty good 7 out of 10 ads for Nikon cameras. Nikon, for that quality to create memories. That really great sensor? I just really want to try it out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, drop that CMOS garbage. Oh my gosh, she was actually going through camera specs being like, this is why this is the most important camera ever. I was Did honestly anyone... waiting for her to like say, okay, this is your F-stop and here's your shutter settings and you don't want to peak too high. <laughs> Did anyone ever like drop the sponsor ad, whatever it is for Coke? What is it like, smile or something? I don't know. <laughs> Coke, when you're well, with your buddies. No, it's the original, it's the original slogan. You, you sh- share Coke with a friend. Oh, <laughs> no, when your friends don't know you're dying. I was going to say, share a Coke with your dead friend. What a beautiful, what a beautiful film this is. A coming age story, these three friends just traversing through the rainforest for 60 minutes. And I, I, I highly enjoyed it. I think, you know, these are just cardboard cutouts of kids, but they were still kids and they still acted like kids. And they weren't that annoying to me. Even the blonde one, when it's like, man, why are you being so shitty? Oh, you have something important the next day. Oh, this entire journey is kind of useless. So I'd be even more pissed than you are. But no, I I, I did not cry. But I I had the emotions while watching this. And and isn't that all you want from art? This, this, oh, sorry, let me pause my review. Let me open this fresh bottle of coca-cola and let me just stare adamantly at my friends right now i'm gonna give this uh seven out of ten i can't keep saying coke sponsors can i you can say whatever you want buddy seven out of ten coke labels sure yeah i think i'm probably at least out of the first two they're the most mixed so far on this movie i just I agree with Bradley where it's like, especially Totoa, it's like your character's not really doing anything except for being like complainy. And I get that that's kind of supposed to be showing something, but as even, you know, Dog had said, it's like, but that doesn't really go to anything. It doesn't end up anywhere. And it's just like, you know, where this movie ends is definitely, it's got a very nice, beautiful ending, you know, leading up to talking about, you know, the lost friend and kind of the growth and the learning about the journey and all of that. But it's like, cool this only shows you even one of them even kind of achieving any sort of dream that seems to connect with them it's like the other one's just like there yes because he connected with that other friend but it's like but everything else about this is like just the other one's journey you still don't know anything about yourself or doing anything and it's like you know that's my biggest problem with this movie is at 90 minutes it felt a little long sometimes where these characters were like a little bit annoying and I'd hope they'd both find something from this journey and from this connection. And it still doesn't feel like it's both of them. And like, I love this movie for its beauty for it's, you know, magical realism, but there's a lot of that where it's like, yeah, somehow there's highways that just in Japan evidently have, have been taken over by nature in lakes and nobody cares and nobody knew about it. Even though you live two miles away, who knew well, Japan is, evidently, you know, it is not in the damn middle of it, though. <laughs> it's usually on the edges of an island that it sinks. 
<laughs> this is the damn mountains. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to come off like, you know, nitpicky about that. But I mean, no, it's if you come into this expecting a bit more of a, you know, clear cut sort of uh, coming of age story, then, you know, you'll be you may come in it better than I did. Coming into it kind of blind is like this feels just kind of heavy handed and obvious. So I'm going to give it six out of ten Icelandic tourism board pamphlets. <laughs> ben, I'm going to push back. I'm going to push so hard. Somebody's seen Twinkle yeah. Twinkle Little Stars, so he cries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that was when I teared up. All right. <laughs> Tatoa. Yeah. Like, his character on the surface is, again, one-dimensional. But he's the one. If, if you look at the beginning and how the connection with uh, Drop happens, and when they finally get to the phone booth later, like, he's the one that was always trying to lift up Roma and by lifting up Roma he also lifted up drop without knowing so I feel like he has a bigger play in this whole story even though it seems like it's more of Roma's story it could go either way Ben has good points and sorry uh, I'm not here to rag on you I actually like when we do reviews and people have opposing opinions because then it's just not us hand jobbing a movie for 20 minutes yeah, I can pay $5 to get a much better hand jobbing a movie. Exactly. And no offense to you guys. I'm sure you give great hand jobs, but it's fine. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I really did enjoy this. The sound, the, the songs they threw in this were just awful. But everything everybody else said, uh, except for Ben, of course, because he sucks. I'm going to give it seven and a half out of ten. I was going to say Nikon D200s. But I'm going to say seven and a half out of 10. Obviously, a DGI Mavic 2. Where's the DGI money to get that sponsorship? <laughs> so, 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 so one of the moments that really uh, won me over in this movie was to get through the bullies. They, for some reason, put on disguises. I never got that. <laughs> and it was just so weird. They were trying to make Roma look cool. It was such a weird show out. And then they keep them on way longer than they need to, which I thought was pretty fun and cool. <laughs> yeah, actually with that, when they're like, oh, I can't believe we dressed as ladies. Honest to God, Roma, keep dressing like that because you look <laughs> confident. You got swagger. You look like you're happy to be there for once and he's so anxious and like eh, the whole movie till Bro, then wasn't Roma the one that was not dressed yeah, like Roma the lady was, dressed, was the lady yeah uh, Drop was the one that like just comes out and like presses his fake like bosoms together it's fake bust yeah it was like for the record would have been a better ending for Totoa's story if at the end he goes kind of like the dress it came out as trans or something I yeah, did yeah, appreciate yeah, that it they didn't so much care that they were dressed like girls he was mostly worried that he like stole his sister's clothing yeah he was he <laughs> yeah, was afraid true. he was, was going to get in trouble his elder sister yeah so I appreciated that 